everyone and welcome to a new episode of the game Art Talk podcast. Florent Tourneau is my guest today. Hello, Florent. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm fine. And you? How are you? Yeah, doing good. Looking forward to the conversation with you now. Ah, thank you, man. And we're going to start right off. Uh, so give a short introduction to the listeners. What are you doing? Where are you from? Let's go. Yeah, so my name is Florentino and I'm a lighting artist working at Dortnod. So I'm originally from the north of France, but right now I'm working at Dortnod in Paris. And for the last year and a half, I've been working on Twin Mirror, which will it will be released like tomorrow when we are recording. So on December 1st. Yeah. Nice. So uh, have you been a lighting artist for all your career or have you started in another field and then developed to being a lighting artist? Uh, no, I've been a lighting artist since, since the beginning because uh, right okay. after my studies, I was hired as uh, an intern to work on a VR game, an escape game, uh, an escape VR game. And right after that, I was, uh, I was recruited at Dotnod. So how long are you in the games industry now? Uh, it will be almost two years because I've started on January 2019. Okay, this is pretty pretty fast. So yeah, when did you get your first stu studio job? You told me that you have been hired for Twin Mirror, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, before that, it, uh, I was hired for very small uh, by a very small studio uh, in Paris, in north of Paris. And uh, I was working on a, a VR escape game. And right after that, Dotnot contacted me. And this was my first job in, um, let, let's say, a big studio. Because Dotnot uh, is quite big. Yeah. Yeah. So you can call it like a triple, double A, right? Yeah, double A, double A studio. Exactly. Double A, if you have this categorization. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We spoke about being alone on production as a junior. I think you started as a junior at Dotnot and you told me you have been alone in production. So can you tell me something about it? How was it for you? How did you handle it? Were some big challenges? Uh, yeah, so I was recruited because uh, they, the, the lighting artist who was assigned on the team uh, left. So they needed someone to replace uh, this person. And um, I was uh, alone on the production for like eight or nine months. Um, mm -hmm. And I was a junior. So the first challenges were to prove myself to the team because I knew if they recruited me, it's because they thought I was good at what, was, uh, what I was doing. But I had to prove myself to the team. And uh, so to begin with, I've... I've done. I've redone all of the documentation, and I've, I've redesigned all the lighting pipeline on the project. And by doing so, and uh, relighting and reworking some of the scene of the game, the art director just told told me, "Okay, I trust you. Do your thing." So right after that, I was allowed to redo everything um, on the environments of the game. Uh, as well as developing new ideas for some environment because we wanted to change the the art direction on some environments. So the, the the thing is, I had to do all by myself. And even if I was a junior, I was like acting as a lead, if I can say so, because I was the reference for the lighting on the project. Uh, if anyone had a question or a problem with the, the lighting, uh, they had to come to to me. So my superior was the art director, but I, I had no lead at this time and I, I never had a lead on Twin Mirror. 
uh, even if even when uh, my colleague Brice uh, went to to Dortmund where was hired to uh, to reinforce the lighting team, we didn't have any lead. Okay, so what you kind of developed yourself into the role as being from a junior to a regular artist. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that, that's exactly the thing. Um, even if right now I still have the junior title in my contract, it will uh, it will be removed as of January twenty twenty one. So that's an exclusivity for you. Uh, okay. I will okay. not. I will no longer be considered as a junior adult now. The as of January twenty 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 one. So th that's good. And um, yeah, uh, being uh, alone as a junior can be difficult, but. It depends on the size of the studio. You know, maybe if you are working on a really big AAA company, they won't give you the same tasks as, uh, as in a small AA studio, because the scope is not the same. Maybe the the, the politic of um, recruiting or managing people at the studio is not the same. But I don't I don't know. That I had the, the the I had the chance to be able to work by myself, and all of my colleagues trusted me, so it went super well for me. Okay, so you're releasing uh, Twin Mirror tomorrow. What happens with your yeah with your day-to-day -day job when when you're releasing a game? Are you fixing any bugs or are you moving on to a next project? How is your how does does this uh, this release affect your day-to-day -day job? Uh, so as of today, I am no longer working directly on Twin Mirror because all the bugs are fixed, etc. But for the like past month, I had to fix some bugs, maybe tweak some things that were um, uh, forgotten, you know. But uh, for the last last two weeks, my tasks were uh, to assist if there were any bug found. Uh, just I had to be ready, you know, for the QA department or the, the developers. If they had to come to me and tell me that something was broken, I was uh, I was uh, assigned to bug fixes, light, uh, lighting-wise. I, I also helped uh, with um, optimization and finding, let's say, if you have F, uh, frame drops, etc., at some places in the game, because I know how to optimize and read uh, an FPS chart, etc., with the optimization software for consoles. I helped on that subject too. But right now, I'm just moving on another project at Docknod because the game is basically over for, uh, on my side. Okay, as you already mentioned, um, being a lighting artist is not just about being an artist when it comes to the visual aspects. It's also more of a technical position where you have to handle the yeah the game requirements the specs of the console or the pc so let's talk about that a bit so how are you approaching this uh yeah the uh, i think uh, some of the students or, or newcomer to lighting are mistaking uh, they make mistake about the fact that being a lighting artist is as you said not only being an artist you are a technical person because uh, yeah. people have to know that lighting is the the thing who is hitting performances the most on a game. Like your GPU will struggle to render lighting more than you know, re rendering millions of polygons. And uh, as a lighting artist, your responsibility is to optimize and know where to look and where to be careful um, to optimize and not break your scene. So basically on Twin Mirror, I was responsible for the uh, lighting optimization um, on the game. And uh, 
what I had to do a lot is um, booting the game on console, checking for the performances. If the QA or the technical artist uh, told me we had performances issue, I had to check if it wasn't lighting related. So you don't uh, you are not only placing uh, you know point point lights or spotlights in an environment. You have to be aware of the technical part of it because your we are at the end of the chain um, in uh, in a in the game production, but what we are doing affects all of the other assets. So it's our responsibility to make uh, the work of others like beautiful, you know, because lighting can make or break a scene, in my opinion. So you have to make it beautiful. You have to make it run on your console, your PC, etc. So yeah, as as you said, we are technical technical people sometimes we are more more technical than artists okay so as you said like when being a junior you see this beautiful lit scene and environment and you're like whoa i'm really into uh, being a lighting artist and i want to make it beautiful and i want to make it great looking but that's just the other side of the coin where you have to make sure that the game is running and it's really looking that beautiful all the way on every PC and on every console, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, it can be sometimes frustrating, like, I don't know, on Tremere, it was, a, you know, a small environment. Um, it wasn't like an open world. So if you are working, I don't know, on uh, the next Assassin's Creed or Ghost Recon at Ubisoft, for example, um, your lighting capacities will be diminished uh, because it's an open world. So it's very expensive to run lighting on an, uh, in an open world. So you don't approach lighting for a, a really huge world and a, a really small world like Twin Mirror. So... Yeah, you just have to to be aware that depending of the, on the scale of the game and the the, the the game you are working on, you will not um, approach the lighting the same way, if I can say so. So, as we spoke about the beginners or the juniors starting in this position, could you give any any like tips how people can handle this better so they don't just see the beautiful visual side on the on the position so they also think about the technical aspects so how do you treat this um in my opinion um like if you are a junior or someone who's, who is aspiring as being a lighting artist my advice would be to use your portfolio to show beautiful pieces, you know, but also you have to show the recruiters or the lighters who will interview you that you know what op optimization is, uh, what, what's optimization. This is what gave me the job at .NET because uh, even if I didn't have the best portfolio at the time, you know, I knew how to optimize because of my experience on working on a VR game where uh, performances are critical because you, you have very specific things like you have to run above 90 FPS constantly and it's very difficult uh, lighting wise. So uh, I, really, I really want to encourage uh, students or juniors to learn how to optimize their scene. Like don't use point light casting shadows, casting real-time shadows everywhere. Um, li uh, limit yourself in a way that you produced a beautiful like screenshot or a beautiful video, but 
it's uh, if your PC is struggling, like if you have five SP- FPS in Unreal Engine trying to rendering the scene, um, it's not a good sign. You know, you have to know your limits and know the limits of of your hardware. And uh, fortunately, the next gen is coming right now because working on like seven years old console was a challenge for me for Twin Mirror. Mm-hmm. But um, never forget that what we are doing as a lighting art- as lighting artist is the most expensive on a video game uh, to render. So we have to know how to fit all of our work uh, on the target consoles or target machines. So how is the next gen, as you already spoke about it now, um, how is it affecting your position? Like uh, how are the, the possibilities are getting bigger? Uh, we have more GPU power, uh, which mm-hmm. means that we can render like more shadow, casting shadow lights, etc. But we also have access to ray tracing. So we have to be careful because obviously ray tracing is very expensive. But seeing what studios like Insomniac uh, were able to do on Spider-Man Miles Morales, they were able to 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 produce a game which runs with ray tracing uh, everywhere. Uh, it's it really opens more possibilities and it will um, allow us to to ditch some problem that we had like leaking lighting uh, that the lighting leaking between between walls uh, real time soft shadows uh, without uh, having to bake the lights um, these are some some like technological uh, things that will allow us to make the game more realistic or even if you're not doing a realistic kind of game, you will be able to use the ray tracing and the, the, the pure power of the next gen to create beautiful effects with the lighting. And in my opinion, it's one of the strong points of the of the of the next gen. And other than like pure power, the fact that new next generation consoles have a super fast SSD is marvelous because like right now to load multiple light scenarios in your engine, you had to mm-hmm. you had a loading screen. And if you just take a look at the preview of uh, the next Ratchet and Clank, it's just amazing. You can switch worlds just, just like that. And uh, this will uh, allow uh, lighting artists to swap words and swap entire lighting scenes just in a fraction of seconds and that is a huge thing to consider okay so as i hear you are pretty looking forward to the next uh, yeah. gen right yeah so is it is it making things easier for you or is it making things even more harder than it is now because more 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 uh, possibilities are making it like um, harder for you how do you handle this uh in my opinion right now it's kind of difficult because we had um i i know the limitations of the whole old hardware like basically it was the the xbox one was the limiting factor because it was the weakest console and right now you have like a ton of power um available but the the trick is you have to limit yourself because you want to use everything you know you want to ray trace everything uh, use a ton of light but in the end it won't run um because the even if the new next gen the, even if the next gen, next gen is very powerful it's not uh, it doesn't have unlimited power you know 
So right now yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. it's more like of a burden because I I had access to next gen just recently. So yeah, I have to work hard to understand what are the limits and what I, what what can I do, but. It's looking good, honestly. It's looking good, but you, we will still have to limit ourselves because we don't have access to unlimited power, and that's the harder, harder part. Yeah, yeah. As things are looking better, um, you always, yeah, need to limit yourself again because there is no unlimited space or unli unli unlimited speed on the GPU, for example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. I started you are also a line teacher yep. and how this or how does this position like affect your career or like impact you, you as a lighting artist? Um, it was like uh, luck if I became a teacher because originally I wanted to become a teacher at the end of my career because I wanted to settle down, you know, stop uh, production in a big studio or in any studio to take time to teach to the new generation of developers. But I had the opportunity to to give lessons and to teach uh, in a Parisian uh, game art school. And uh, uh, As a former student, I know what are the weaknesses of the of the school school system, you know, because it's it's far from perfect. So I'm trying to teach my students everything um, uh, I I know, and I trying to warn them about the difficulties they can encounter. I'm very honest with them, you know, telling them uh, they will probably struggle to find a job, but if they work hard, they will they will get a job um, sooner or later. And uh, from day to day, it's it's kind of good, you know, because I've learned some things myself by uh, preparing my lessons because I can't just uh, go in class and improvise, you know. So I've gathered resources that I'm giving to my to my students. And that helped me not only for my personal work, but uh, also I shared some of my um some of the th things I found with my colleagues. So in the end, it helps a lot of people. And that's what I want to do as a teacher. You know, I want to help the, the students that are in front of me um, because I know that is, uh, it's, it's an in industry which, where is, which is, it is difficult to get a job. So I want to, to help them to achieve their, their dreams. So as you're seeing lots of students, um, what are the main problems when they are starting with lighting? Uh, they don't know it's a technical stuff. <laughs> like for, okay. for example, mm -hmm. um, I've started to teach my, uh, my student for this year at the beginning of October. And at the beginning, they were like 20 and the, the next session, they were like 15 because um, they were, uh, I was like, okay, It's an artistic job, but you have a lot of theory to, to know about. You have to, uh, to know how light works in real life. If you want to be a good lighting artist, you have to go outside. You, you can take peach, pictures you know, with your phone, understand how light works. And uh, I think a lot of them didn't expect that uh, because, like I said, a lot of young uh, students or young artists think that lighting is only a matter of art and not uh, technical technical stuff so that's that's the the most challenge i think for them understanding all of the technical technical part of the the lighting 
Okay, so I saw that you made some stuff for the artists. Um, I think you lighted a, a steampunk environment. Yeah. Um, so maybe you could walk us through the steps you, yeah, you kind of approached it and how you handled it. Yeah, so basically, um, I'm on the layout Discord, and uh, when I see a scene that I really like, I ask uh, if they can give it to me, and in exchange, I just uh, produce visual for them because I think they do a really, really good job. And for this one, I was so inspired that one of my colleagues uh, saw me uh, working on the... Um, it was before COVID, obviously. But, uh, but he saw me working on the scene during my lunch break. And he was like, hey, it's looking nice. You Would you be okay if I worked on it with you? And it, uh, it's Thomas Lohan. It's one of my camera artist colleagues. And uh, basically, we... I lit the scene and he he's done his magical stuff by creating camera, doing the montage with music, etc. So I wanted to approach this, this scene by making it a night scene with a, a very warm lighting coming from the street lamps, um, making the the cars and the the, the copper shine, you know, all around the, the scene. And uh, with Thomas, we had the the idea of using uh, a hot hair balloon with um, with the flame to to light the, the environment when it passes next to the buildings and uh, it came out like very nicely I think uh, I'm very happy with the with the result and the little montage with the music uh, is nice so I was speaking with Antonio Bravo in my last episode and we talked about um alighting a bit and he said he gave this short sentence where he said like um the less lighting you have the better your scene gets how do you think about this phrase like he says when you see like junior artists doing lighting they always over exaggerate try to to aim for a for a dramatic feeling with lots of post process and how do you think about that I think lighting, um, I totally agree because uh, less is more with lighting. And my opinion on post-processing is if you need your, if you need post-processing or color grading to make your scene look good, it's that you fade your lighting because mm -hmm. your scene has to look quite good, not perfect, but it has to look good when you are finished with your lighting pass. And after that, you polish it and with your, with your color grading or your post-process pass. Uh, in my opinion, you you have to to start using post processing at the end. You just have to at the beginning of your work just set the expo exposition, um, and that's all. You know, you, you set the exposure and you just move on your move on with lighting and don't try to exaggerate uh, like with a lot of contrast, etc. Because um, if it's just like tests or something, you want to create something moody, that's that's all right. But for example, if you are lighting for uh, lighting artist for video game, you have to remember that everyone is going to play the game so they have to see where they are going. Even if it's a little bit dark, etc. Even uh, if you are um, doing uh, a lighting by night, like take the if we take the example the example of. Uh, Ubisoft open world game or um, The Last of Us. Uh, a lot of night scenes uh, were 
uh, lit by the moon or the, the artificial light, etc. Because it's a video game, so your player has to know where he's going. And uh, a common mistake is to make things like super contrasty with a lot of color grading, etc. And if you take all of the post process, the the scene is not uh, very very is not very beautiful, you know. So yeah, less is more with lighting, and uh, be careful and not overdo it, uh, if I can say so. Yeah, so let's speak about lighting uh, gameplay-wise. You mentioned The Last of Us. What is like? Is the instruction coming from the game designer? What you are doing with the light, or are you doing it by yourself? Let's say uh, there is a pathway, and the player has to follow this pathway. You are lighting it with a torch which is the most common thing nowadays. But um, is this all your fault or is it like in, uh, instructed by the level designer? Ah, I'd say it depends. Uh, for example, um, I will talk about only about Mirror because it's my only experience in a big studio. But for example, on Mirror, sometimes it was uh, the level designer or the game director who came with an idea and, and they, they told us, okay, we had this intention. It's your job to help us to transmit this intention. But sometimes it was just the art director who was like, I want this mood for the scene because uh, the scenario of or the, the the path, you know, the gameplay path, etc., fits what I have in my mind. So we would have some references, concept art to follow. And we could, uh, obviously we could iterate on it. Like uh, we, we could just show other ideas. Like if we had a specific idea that wasn't... Uh, the idea that came from the art director, it was always uh, good to talk about it. And sometimes uh, some ideas that I exposed, uh, that I proposed to, to to my team were accepted because they liked just the way that it looked. But sometimes it's what we didn't have a choice. They told us, okay, we want this mood. You just give me this mood on the scene, please. So it's it's a matter of, of context, if I can say so. Sometimes it's it's up to you, sometimes it's not. Okay, okay. So, where does the the main impact on lighting come from? Is it given by the concept artist? Is it given by the lead artist? So, how does it like affect your uh, creative um, path when lighting a scene? Um. I like to have a mood board and uh, I like to work um, based on a mood board, you know, because I, 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 I like to know the intention of the scene, like what is what is happening to the character, for example. Is he sad? Is it is it a cheerful scene? Uh, what's happening? So the thing that I want to know what's happening because the colors and the color theory is super important. Let's takes for for example the the first the last of us game at the beginning uh, everything is kind of bluish cold because Jory is broken and if you play the game and you and toward the end of the game everything is starting to warm up you know because Joel is uh, is beginning to take care for for Ellie etc so this uh, this is the perfect example of color theory at the beginning Joel is broken so everything is cold at the end is yeah, he's, uh, he's enjoying with being with Ellie, etc. So everything is turning warmer. And uh, I like to have the, the ambience and know what will happen to the character before I have any concept art, you know, 
to think about the color, the, 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 maybe the grading that I can apply to the scene. And other than that, I like to have like a concept art or a mood board of the scene and I iterate, uh, and iterate uh, on it. And what was really, uh, really good on Twin Mirror is that even if sometimes I didn't respect the, the mood board or the, or the concept art perfectly, you know, if I proposed some ideas, it, uh, it was always, uh, the art director was always open for discussion. So this kind of setup, uh, it's what I like, you know, not being, um, I don't like to work as like a machine, you know, I don't like to work with something that is um, mandatory, like uh, you do that and that's all you can't, you can't propose anything or you can't iterate on it. So yeah, that's how I like to work on, on things. So maybe you could, maybe you could walk us um, through the uh, lighting creation or the lighting build for an environment. How do you start? How do you end? Um, yeah, just give us a short introduction. Let's take an, an unreal scene, for example, and just walk us uh, through it, how you handle the lighting. Uh, first of all, I choose a sky. So, so most of the time I go on the, the internet and I download HDRIs, you know, really good quality HDRIs to, because the sky will give the, the, the ambience and most of the lighting of the scene. And after that, I, I just put a directional uh, a sun in the scene. I orient it um, for it to match the orientation of the sky, the look of the sky, you know. And I use a uh, hate fog, um, uh, volumetric light, uh, light mass in poly, uh, important volumes in Unreal Engine and post-process. And what I do with post-processing is just locking my exposure. Uh, so I don't want auto exposure at the beginning of the, of my work because it's something that I like to, to toggle at the, towards the end of the, of my work on the theme. And uh, just after that, I just launch a build in, a, in preview just to see what is uh, what 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 is render what what is the the render of the scene with my settings and i iterate i iterate again and again and until i don't have uh, something i i don't I, I like you know i just keep iterating on the scene and uh, after i set up my sky my sun and the general atmosphere of the of the scene i'm starting to work with the details like okay, okay i see this area is like too dark i have to put fake gi lights to to bump up the exposure on at this place and uh, yeah this is how i set up the a scene when i when i open unreal engine what are the main problems when doing this? So, um, where is lots of, yeah, lots of possible issues that can come across your, your workflow when doing that? Um, the, um, if you don't have, um, a very, a really powerful PC, if I say so, uh, your build time will be high. Like you will be just sitting in front of your computer, waiting it to calculate the lighting for you for a long time. And um, doing that might um, prevent you from seeing some problems that you can encounter with characters in your scene. Like, for example, I've encountered this problem a lot. My characters would have their feet white because the light mass, um, the light mass samples would be white under the ground. And if you don't put like 
blocking mesh, uh, like lighting blocking meshes under the ground. Or if you, if you don't uh, dial your settings properly with the light mass impulse volumes, you can encounter this kind of um, of behavior and bugs uh, really late in production. So. If I can give an advice, is put a character, even if it's a, a, a dummy or a typo's character in your scene early, so you you could spot and uh, check for these kind of problems early on in production. Okay. So, is there anything you want to add? Uh, you you did give me pretty good answers, pretty short. Not not short in a bad way. Like you came really came to the point. I think. Um, this comes from you being an instructor. <laughs> yeah, it so, helps. <laughs> yeah, you know what you, you know what people want to hear and they need to hear, and this is pretty good. So, I think on my side we are we are through with the questions. Uh, if, is there anything you want to add to to people who want to become a lighting artist or who are into lighting? I saw that you also did a tutorial, which is pretty cool. I bought it myself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, and yeah, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, just uh, a small tips for newcomers or juniors or students. Um, if you like, like, you know, um, creating lighting ambiences or uh, doing photography, etc., dig into lighting because the thing is, it's a pretty new job in the video game industry, in the CGI industry is pretty common. Well, for example, we are seven or eight lighting artists at Dot Node. I am, I am the only one, or we only two, if I'm not mistaken, that 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 come from the video game industry. All of the other the other people, the other lighters, come from the CGI industry. You know, so mm-hmm. it can be a good move to dig into lighting if you if you like it because it's like a new kind of job in the industry and you will be able if you are good at it you will be able to find a job easily if i can say so and uh, take it with a grain of salt of course but uh it's not, it's it's a safe bet uh, if you want to become a lighter uh as a, as a student or as a newcomer so you you would say that the lighting artist is a more and more asked questions in the future yeah because uh i see a lot of um students struggling with their scenes and they they ask me uh, what why is it not looking good like when i put it in marmoset it's beautiful but in an engine it's 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 not very good looking you know and the the common answer that that i gave them is your lighting is broken it's it's not looking good because you fail at doing your lighting so uh, I sit with them, or right now because of COVID, I just um, talk with them uh, through Skype to help them making the scene look good with lighting. And uh, even if you don't want to become a lighting artist, lighting will, will always be a good a good asset to have because when you are creating scenes for your pot, for your portfolio for personal work, you will need lighting to make it look good. So it's not a bad move to to learn about lighting. Okay, so like the lighting um, is also pretty common in movies. So there are like tons of references you can grab from movies. Yeah, sure. And uh, w- watching movies, 
Uh, if you have a camera or a pretty decent phone, just go out and take some pictures. Uh, see how the light works. Like for example, the 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 example that I give to my students is they want their shadows to look sharp every time. But every time they say that to me, I, I tell them go out uh, during a sunny day in summer and look at the shadows on the ground. Everything is blurry because uh, lighting mm-hmm. lighting in video game is not about have, having everything sharp. It's, it's not how it works in real life. So if you want to improve a lighting, just look look around, look look outside, just walk outside, take pictures or just look at the on the ground how the light how the light is uh, is acting on every uh, on everything around you and that will help this is the best advice i can i can give to people just look at what model look at, look at real life yeah yeah <laughs> so go outside people and don't sit at the screen all the time and play video games so <laughs> yeah even if it's right. even if it's playing like don't sit in front of, of, of unreal or unity all the time because uh all of the references you need are outside yeah yeah all right i think uh floro you gave us a great insight of what the lighting artist is doing all day long and how to approach lighting and yeah thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you for having me and have a good day goodbye everyone take care bye bye